The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Monday night, the September weekend comes to a close, and what a weekend it's been football wise. Good evening between now and seven. I'm Paul Cooney with Rob McLean, the former Rangers and Scotland captain Barry Ferguson. And the one and only Simon Ferry joins us too. If you want to speak to them, call in now. 0808 17 17 700. Rob, what a weekend it's been. It almost feels as though the league season really, the championship chase got underway. Yeah, big wins for Rangers and Celtic, Paul. And uh, you just sense that that gap is starting to grow now at the top of the Premiership. But are those two going to be going at it? Hammer and tongs for the title right down to the wire. It looks like it. What a season we've got. What an afternoon for Rangers at Motherwell. That short journey, 5-1 win for Rangers Barry Stephen Gerrard really really happy yeah the, the team are on fire there's no doubt about it confidence is, is sky high and another great result at a difficult place for Park inside the goals coming from all over for Rangers yeah as Barry says they're flying Rangers um, James Tavernier involved in all four goals just sorry to steal your start there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you, know, you know, the thing that impressed me about Rangers win 4-0 and uh, Kent and Morelos never played particularly well for me. So it's a good time for Rangers. You know, everyone's firing all cylinders and that's what you want everyone in the team um, contributing. Rangers fans, what do you reckon? Call in now, 08 08 17 17 700. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard in a moment. So just a couple of hours later, the challenge laid down for Celtic against uh, challengers Hebs and Sy. Celtic uh, replied in some fashion yesterday. Yeah, it's probably the best they've played for a while. Um, I, th- I thought they got the team spot on. You know, there was obviously eyebrows raised when you seen that Edward wasn't playing. But again, as yet for me, what a signing he's been. Uh, that again, that first time finish. I thought he got the best out of El Yunusi. Uh, fair play to him. You know, I've been quite critical of him on the left. I thought he was much better playing off a striker. So again, Celtic Neil Lennon will be very happy that the Celtic going win three without their star man Edward. I think it's a great win as well because uh, Hibs were in good shape, good form. They looked confident. They were good in the first half. They'll be regretting chances missed, but in the in the end, Celtic blew them away second half. Yeah, I think we spoke about it on Friday, weren't we? There was, if you were a Celtic fan, you would have been worried going into the game, considering how Celtic have been playing. But um, that just shows again why they're champions. You know, Hibs have been playing really well this year. No many people have went and beat them three 0 So it just shows when Celtic are in top for, are in top form. They're for me the best team in the league. We spoke. Well, that would to... be quite controversial. Yeah. I've just said that. What's that? It? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I, I do think under top forum, you know, I think they showed against Hibs that when Celtic hit top forum, they're, they're you know the best team to watch in the league. All right. I, I still yeah. don't think Celtic are hitting top four. anywhere near no. what they're capable yeah. of doing. Second time. And, and well, listen, yeah. it's a good thing you have when you're not playing at the top of your game. You're still winning games three 0 and guys who, as um, Sai said, Elanusi, I've been a bit critical as well at times. I've not seen. Why the reason Southampton paid, what was it, £16 million yeah. for him? I know Neil Lennon rates him highly. You can see he's got ability, but now he needs to start producing that every single week. But Celtic's best team has odds and Edouard in it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. But what, what, so why do you think he wasn't playing? Oh, um, uh, well, Have you read in between the lines? Well, it's, it's the, that's, the, that's the question, isn't it? But, but Albion Ayeti continues to do absolutely what you ask of him. Another fantastic striker's goal. I mean, I don't. did you see the, the TV pictures which showed how deep he came from? He made that yeah. run. He was involved in the build-up. Then he, he ran about 50 yards into the box and he was there for the rebound off the goalkeeper. I mean, that's what you want. That's, that, that's six goals already for him. And I think he's only played about 240 minutes of football. Yeah. That's a great strike rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Barry, you yeah. said it before, didn't you? You said, he likes to come he gets the ball wide and his first thought is can I get in the yep. box yep. and yep. you know it's a proper striker's goal and I'll say again with Edward you know Edward doesn't score that type of goal mm-hmm. you know I think Ayeti's been such a massive signing and I think he, he really brings out the best in guys like Christy and El Yunusi. Mm-hmm. as I said Friday I don't think when Christy plays with Edward you get the best out of either of them but I think whoever plays up with Ayeti 
he's that much a centre forward that he really stretches the other team it allows Christian L you know see to really go and drop deep and, and express himself so a Yeti's been a masterstroke for me uh, he, d- he doesn't want to get involved in nah. the build up play nah. you see him coming he'll take a touch late off and his first thought enters his, his head is how quickly can I get in that box and for me if he's got that sort of attitude he's going to score a, a barrel load of goals for Celtic and Barry who thought tonight we'd be talking about Jordan Jones and his performance yeah listen there's been a lot of a lot said about about Jordan um, he struggled to get in the Rangers team he showed in, in Thursday night over in, in Holland that he, he showed a good attitude when he came on and I thought yesterday um, he was fantastic because he's not played a lot of football and it's, it's showing the manager that he's desperate to stay at Rangers he's desperate to try and get into that team it's going to be difficult but he's shown that he can play at a, a high level and if he turns the sort of performances in each week he'll be a Rangers player for a long time I, th- I, think, I think a lot of Rangers fans had written him off as yeah. well because of the start he got off to in the old firm game where he, where he got a red card including and he got, maybe and he, the manager exactly yeah. and, he, and, he, and he had a really bad injury as well, well. I, I think a lot of Rangers fans at that point would have thought right he's out for a long spell here mm-hmm. injured he had the red card that's it that's the last we'll see of Jordan Jones so credit to him for how he's come back yep he's obviously shown a great attitude in training mm-hmm. it would be easy for, for Jordan just to go and sulk and maybe move elsewhere maybe down to the championship but he's shown how much he wants to stay at Rangers and it's got to come down to attitude and the manager will give him a chance he's always said that he's got the ability Jordan um, he just needs to, to show it consistently and I thought yesterday he was very good That's Barry Ferguson Cy yeah. Ferry Rob McLean and me Paul Cooney Cy Ferry is going to give us an exclusive in a moment or two because it's on the Open Goal podcast about someone that we know really well and everyone yeah. listening knows and respects whether you liked him or not whether he was in the blue well he was in the blue um, You're giving clues now I know too many clues <laughs> Cy's going to give us an exclusive in just a moment okay. or two somebody who could have gone to one of the biggest clubs in the world he was playing for a huge club but he didn't go that's coming up shortly I think I've got the answer yeah. uh, I think I've got it no no I don't no. want to say Andy Halliday no <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he signed for because I'm sick of listening to him on the radio, man. He's been everywhere. Oh, he's he was really good the other day. What a media oh. tart he is. Yeah, yeah. He is, isn't yeah. he? Uh, is he on uh, tomorrow? I'm on the show. I'm on. Barry Ferguson's coming on open goal as well tomorrow. Oh, is oh, Andy right. on? Yeah. Andy's going to be on as yeah, well. We have a chat with him. He's been yeah. everywhere. Uh, he's Andy been... Halliday of Hearts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. uh, well, Barry tonight Ferguson. you're on the Go Radio Football Show. Uh, you can text your message to Go eight seven four seven four. We're on all the socials and oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Where else are you going to get a lineup like these three here to speak to you about anything in the next two hours that's uh, legal and decent? Uh, <laughs> not just legal. We don't mind uh, and decent. And you know, Robin, these COVID times which we all know and take really seriously we need these moments where you can have uh, you know football is so important to everyone we're all gutted that you can't be there live and we're not exactly sure why you can't when you had 300 a couple of weeks ago at Pataudry you had them at Ross County as well but you know we're following the advice and hopefully people will be back soon because football is part of the solution I believe for people for the mental health uh, to get out there socially distanced washing your hands sanitising and getting to the matches hopefully before long yeah we were speaking about that last week about the, the, the wisdom of putting back this pilot exercise of getting fans into grounds a few hundred at a time you can understand why there there have to be limits about people getting together indoors that's obvious but actually getting to a football match in reasonable numbers a big stadium outdoors and as you say Paul massive benefits for people's sense of well-being yep it's open air that's where I find it a bit Mm. Strange. Um, I can understand the indoor situation. I know that this is a virus that's caused a, a lot of health problems, but getting fans back into the stadium, we've got stadia that, that could easily cope with social distancing. Um, and 
you ask any footballer, any manager, any football person, football's nothing for me without the fans. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, hopefully in the near future, we can start to see them come back in. And you've had experience in Sweden in recent days about how they're handling it there. Yeah, it was um, it was a surprise. Um, but they, they've not um, closed down or nothing. Yeah. Uh, they, they've kept things going. Um, so it's maybe a country that we can maybe look at and, and take uh, stuff from them. So Barry, Barry's yep. been away on a fact-finding mission well, this yeah, week. I, I was keeping it to uh, just see what you would share with people. It's great that you have been. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we are, what's happened in this country, we, we've made a decision what to do. Yep. Um, my, my son's been out there now for about six months and they decided not to do it, not to, to close down and, yep. and just go on with life. But the, what I will say about them, the total respect at the social dis, uh, distancing and the sanitising of their hands and whatever, they still do all that sort of stuff. And... There's um, still supporters allowed into the grounds. I'm just desperate to get the, the fans. I mean, yep. guys out in the street that you maybe bump into going to the shops, mm. they're just desperate to get back and, and support yep. their, their clubs instead of watching them on the TV, yeah. which for me is totally different. Yeah, definitely. I think even the Celtic game, you know, Celtic played Riga the other night. I think Riga had about 60, th- uh, 60 fans behind the goal with the two buses. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yep. And even just hearing the fans, it just it makes the atmosphere makes so much better. Yeah. And, and players definitely thrive off of the atmosphere, especially mm. especially the bigger players. So we need to get the fans. I see the, fireworks, I see the fireworks went off at Fair Park just before the match. Mm. Some people outside had uh, let off it, some it fireworks. It must be strange for the players. Yeah. I, I would find it strange playing in front of me. I mean, I was lucky enough to play, not lucky enough, but I played in a closed door game in Europe. Um, when we played into Milan and it was it was a mm. eerie situation mm. to be in mm-hmm. I just like the fact that the fans are getting behind you either the fans are giving you a bit of pelters yeah. um, here's, a, here's uh, a thought about lack of fans and it, it just struck me when I was watching the highlights of the, the Rangers Motherwell game when Rangers got two penalties mm. The there were both dubious there were both debatable decisions mm. because the, the two players who handballed um didn't really know much about it. It just came at them really quickly. Were they in an unnatural position? All that sort of stuff. Anyway, my, my, my thought was, had there been fans right, on yeah. the ground yeah. and a big reaction from the Motherwell fans to the referee giving a penalty, would the players have got around the referee a lot more and yeah. protested about it? Because the commentators because were saying, when you look at it again, that could have been a penalty, but yep. nobody said anything. You know, Normally, there'd be pressure on the referees. That's a point you can call us about uh, because we want to hear this exclusive from Cy in a moment or two. I want to hear from Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon. On a weekend when Hamilton Ackies and Dundee United drew 1-1, good result for Livingston against St. Johnson, 2-0. St. Mirren 0, Kilmarnock 1. Uh, Kilmarnock in good form. And uh, Ross County 0, Aberdeen 3, as well as the two matches we've mentioned Rangers winning at Motherwell and Celtic winning against Hebs. We spoke to Stephen Gerrard after the Rangers win. Really strong. I think the boys, um, you know, on the back of Thursday night have turned up today and put in a fantastic performance uh, across the board. All really strong, standard strong to the very end. And um, it was nice to see our strength in depth in terms of the squad. It was nice to be able to use people today and give them minutes and save people with, with an idea for, for Thursday night. And a day that Tavernier will remember. He's criticised sometimes, but he's had an immaculate start to the season. Yeah, he has. He's been a, a real leader for me. I know some Rangers fans have been critical in the past, and I can understand why defensively he's probably not the best. But going forward, he's, there's no doubt in my mind he's a, a fantastic fullback. And he's taken the responsibility as well. He's stepped up and burying the penalties. I, I think now he realises what it's like to be a, a real leader and he's shown that on the pitch with his performances there's no doubt about it Do you not think he's improved defensively though Barry? He has got better yeah. no, I've yeah. got to agree with you when he first came up um, he did struggle but I think 
it's something that he's certainly working on the training ground there's no doubt about it he is getting um, better at it but he, his main attribute is going forward he, yeah. he's a great attacking fullback. there's and, no doubt and, and I think you mentioned it there is leadership as well mm. I mean Steven Gerrard is not going to make him his captain and keep him his captain unless he's a really impressive leader so, so I, I think his leadership qualities are really impressive as well he's got six goals in six games he's a constant threat his delivery mm. sometimes mm. can be can be absolutely top drawer yeah, and I think um, I think the two teams that they've played previously, Motherwell and Hibs, the way they set up, it really suits Tavernier. Motherwell played a three-five-two, and the full, the wing back was never sure whether he should go to Tavernier or he should stay on Jones, and that gives Tavernier time on the ball, even for 30, 35 yards out. He's still so dangerous with his delivery. Mm. He's not one of these guys that needs to be on the byline to put a good cross. No. In. He can whip a very dangerous balls in for thirty-five yards, and it, and it just seems that he's such a good weapon of it right. But he basically you've got playing with two right wingers, he, um, and for me he's massive for Rangers. Yeah, I think you're right, Rob. I think he must be a big influence on the dressing room if the managers make them. Captain, yeah. Um, even and, when and he took the bit, guys like Windass and Halliday, they uh, say that. But even last year when he was getting a bit of criticism, I think it was October, November time, he was getting a wee bit of stick. He still went out in that pitch and, and still tried to perform. I like that. He never, he never had. No, he doesn't. No. Like, no. And that's what I like about him. You've got to give him credit for that because it's easy. I know what it's like at Rangers when you've got a lot of demands and expectations on top of you. But he's one guy that's never had for that. So I'm going to ask you all, don't want the answer just now, who would be your player of the weekend? One of the ones grabbing the headlines, we mentioned him a, m- a moment ago, Jordan Jones. What did Stephen Gerrard think about the player? Well, he deserved his opportunity because he came in on Thursday and um, he put in a real strong cameo. He's been training well. He's f- he seems focused, he's got his head down. and um, That's the real Jordan Jones, what we're seeing today. Pace, a threat, quality, taking goals. Um, I won't settle for any less than that because I know he can bring what he can bring and um, that's the reason we brought him into the club. Sai, we thought he was on the way out, but uh, he's back with a bang. Yeah, fair play to him, because I know boys that have been in Siberia, as it's called, in the dressing room, and you're sent away, you know, you're, you think there's no chance of you getting back. Yeah. But you know what I like about Jones, and I think it's a good option for Rangers to have, is when Hadji plays, for me, Hadji comes to the ball all the time. And you see the second goal on Sunday, Arfield plays, does brilliant, plays it in the corner, gets it back. Jordan Jones' first thought is, can I get him behind my mm. full-back? Arfield puts the ball in and that's what Jones has got over Hadji for me you know it's that pace in behind he wants to go in behind he wants to be direct he wants to score goals and, and if you're Rangers going into this season you know you can't just have Hadji playing every game because he is hit and miss Hadji so if, if you can get a fit Jordan Jones on top for him then it's a good ally to have along with Anis Hadji I've got to agree he wants different dimensions yeah. doesn't he he wants he wants Brandon Barker to come back from injury and be really pushing for a place and now Jordan Jones is asking the question because at the moment you would say it's Hadji and Kent either side of Morelos that's the attacking trio for Rangers but suddenly the, the cat's among the pigeons when Jordan Jones plays like that he was involved in involved in goals and, and he took his own goal because he had plenty of time to think about it racing through and behind Ricky Lamy and, and when you haven't scored and you haven't played much for a long time that's a real pressure moment but he, he took the chance really well didn't he yep Rob you stole my word I was going to say it brings a, a <laughs> Sorry, different <mate>. dimension <laughs> to the team um, but no that's one thing he's very direct yeah. as Sai makes a real good point Hadji's more of a come and get it and lay it off and more technical but Jordan Jones first thought is can I go forward and with that goal I mean he, as they touch across the defender it kills the defender because mm. the defender's has got to foul him if he doesn't foul him he's obviously through it and it's a great finish as well mm. let's be honest he, that's the hardest part of it but the manager mentioned there he's shown a good attitude um, there's no doubt that he's got ability I mean we've all seen it when he was at Kilmarnock he was a standout for Kilmarnock yeah. it's maybe took him a bit of time to settle in because as I said you come to Rangers there's, there's more demands on you 
But for me He's got the quality Play with Rangers There's no doubt in my mind about that Need to give a shout out to Scott Arfield as well Again yeah. A guy who Was was nowhere near the starting 11 At the start of the season I thought he was outstanding on yeah. Sunday Great guy Scott I've known him since we were Again, kids Again Si He brings yeah. something totally different, different. It, yeah. I like Scott Arfield When he doesn't get involved In the play in terms of Coming and trying Getting on the ball Just go and make that Third man running And there's not a lot of Modern day foot, uh, Sorry midfielders That do that now And Scotty Arfield does it Spot on at times I think when um, Scotty plays a deeper When he's got time on the ball He kind of struggles But uh, see when it's quick And round the c- Motherwell We're pressing them Round the corner uh, Morelos gets it back And then he can play that through But yeah, I think so that's where Scotty's better I mean, Similar to what we're talking about Yeti Scotty does lays it off And his first thought is Can I get beyond the, the strikers yeah. that, That's what I like about him he, he brings again Something totally different To the Rangers so, midfield so, you, so you've actually got Two almost new components Into the team yeah. haven't you You've got Scott, Scott Arfield Doing something really different In midfield From what, what's, what's been there already You've got Jordan Jones suddenly offering you something different as well and what you want of course what Steven Gerrard wants is when Joe Rebo is fit again he wants him to be working to get back in the team he doesn't want that to be a shoe in yeah the, the real competition yeah. for places that, that's what you wonder, want do they need a midfielder now? <laughs> I know that, that, that's the that's the question um, but you want competition for places mm-hmm. see if you, you, you're going to be successful as a team you need at least 18 players fighting for the 11 positions and I think Rangers have got that just now so much to talk about. We're going to hear about Etan in a moment or two. I think it surprised a lot of people because he was one of the big money signings in the summer. We all thought Morelos was going. He's still there. Great header near the start. He almost scored. Uh, is he coming? Is he going? Roof's been injured. But Etan, that, that was quite a strike, uh, especially his first one yesterday. So we'll hear from that shortly from Stephen Gerrard about that. Neil Lennon too. And also, Si, the news that uh, you've got about an international star who could have been going to one of the biggest clubs in the world. That is coming up here on the Go Radio Football Show next. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go! We've been here since five o'clock. Where have you been? We're on till seven tonight. Every night, Monday to Friday. Tonight with Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, Rob McLean and me, Paul Cooney. Tomorrow night, Stephen Craig will be in the studio along with Ali Defoy and with Rob. And what a week this is going to be on Thursday night. Rangers against Galatasaray, Celtic in Sarajevo in the Europa League. What is going to happen this week? Disappointing, side that we lost uh, Aberdeen and we lost Motherwell in Europe the other day, but still... The biggest two are still there. Yeah, and I, I fully fancy the two to go and get in the group stage. I think they'll both do really well this year. As we've spoken about, I think both have got good squads now. You know, Rangers went really far last year and I think they've added to that squad so it can only make them stronger in Europe uh, and I fully expect Celtic and Rangers to do well this year. We'll be on with a big build-up tomorrow all the way till Thursday and then there's football on Friday night as well so there's so much on this week. Barry, do you agree with me? Two months in now, it's as if the season really is taking off. Yeah, it's great. I mean, obviously, disappointing that both Aberdeen and Motherwell during the week, I I was desperate to see they both go go through into the, the next stage but European football's back, Celtic and Rangers are doing well. And there's some good football being played. Um, there was it was a long time without football. It's just great to to see some good football on show. Some football on show. If you were a Celtic fan yesterday, you were happy. What about that performance against Hibs? Three goal victory. Neil Lennon. It's certainly our best performance of the season and I think it's one of the best under my time here as a manager, whether it be in my first spell or back again from a second spell. I thought it was just breathtaking. I thought the football we played was outstanding and against the good side who had come here full of confidence, I thought we were absolutely magnificent in all departments so I'm, I'm very, very happy. So, Neil Lennon, what a, a good performance I overall you felt with Celtic. Um, you said it's maybe not the best. Neil Lennon said it's the best he's seen in a long, long time. 
What did you feel? I think the second half it was. You know, I really like Frimpong. I speak about him on here all the time. I think he makes such a massive difference. As we spoke about with Jones, I mean, Frimpong's no, he's not interested in keeping the ball in this pointless possession that I hate. He wants to get the ball and he wants to get his full back. And I actually felt for the young boy, Doig. You know, he had Tavernier last week against Rangers and then he was up against Frimpong this week. And from Frimpong just he, he kicks everything off of me so direct. And as we said, well, Yeti playing the Celtic are a different team for me. Mm. I think when he doesn't play, Celtic are easy to play against. They're very much everything's in front of you. But why Yeti likes to pin his centre half and it gives the other guys more room to play. Uh, we spoke about it as well. Callum McGregor for me was was outstanding. Mm. And again, that quality he's got off two feet. You know, it pains me when he wants to play the sidewards and backwards passes when he can get to the edge of the box and score goals. He That's must have been listening to me. He must be. He has <laughs> got be. to be listening to the show. <laughs> he's got to be. And he's over yeah. the last week. That's what he can do. Yeah. I mean, for me, he's a top midfielder. I've said it plenty of times. And he, he's got goals in him as well. He, he's the type of midfielder that should be getting 12 to 15 goals a season. And he's, he's looking that he's controlling. Uh, games of football as well and he's he'll come in and he, he can sit but also I like him when he breaks forward Yeah, and I know we're about to go to a caller Paul but I just want to throw in at this stage and we'll maybe speak a little bit more later about David Turnbull because wow. um, you know, yep. he, he made a massive contribution in the second half and, and that begins to make you think um, is he going to get in that starting lineup, and and who's he going to elbow out of the way? It's for Celtic. It's a it's a lovely problem to have. It's big competition again. I, David Turnbull's yep. every now and want for a top centre midfielder. Every time he gets the ball, he's looking to set somebody up. He's looking to get a shot away. He's looking to pass forward, run forward with the ball. And that's what I want for a Celtic midfielder. And I think David Turnbull can go and play in that starting eleven easy. I, I say it when Celtic signed it. It'd be easy for a young boy coming in and just taking it easy and, and just passing the ball and letting other players go and do it but he looks as if he wants to take the responsibility that's what I like and he's certainly got the, the ability I mean before he, he got the injury he was fantastic he's come back for that injury started to perform well for, for Muddle I think Celtic have got a top midfielder on their hands and look in the coming weeks I wouldn't be surprised if he, he, he's starting in that, that Celtic team Peter's on the line now a Celtic fan Peter good evening how you doing lads yeah we're good hi, thanks how are hi, you Peter He's doing. Yeah, my question's for uh, Simon. I'm just. Uh, I was wondering what formation he thinks uh, with the old farmer in the corner. What formation he thinks Lennon will go? Peter, wait, wait, are you phoning for Ireland, Peter? I am. Yeah. Oh, what a man! There you go. We're going worldwide. Yeah. Eh? See the things I've done for the show. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I listen. I listen every week. It's brilliant, lads. Uh, cheers, mate. Uh, three five two for me, mate. I think you know. I think he's played that leading yeah. up to the game. For me, in an ideal world, you, you don't know what's going on with Edward and Ayeti, but I just think if you could get the two playing up front, mate, it would be a real handful for, for Golden and Hillander. Uh, if that doesn't come, if maybe Edward, I don't know what's happening with him. Uh, but I like El Yunusi. Yeah. I thought him, I thought El Yunusi and Ayeti linked up really well Saturday, uh, Sunday, sorry. Yeah. I've said it before, I think they played at Basel together. Um, and I think the link-up play then was good. You know, I could see they two forming a wee partnership there. And then the, the other question you would ask would, is: Would Greg Taylor play on the left? Uh, I would go with yeah. Forrest if he's fit, mate. You know, I'd go Frimpong one side with Forrest on the other. And then my midfield midfield three for to play Rangers would be Brown, McGregor, and, and Christie. That'd be my midfield three with uh, El Hamed. Julian and Duffy at the back I would go so there you go mate that'd be my team yeah <laughs> is that too much <laughs> you're running ahead of me <laughs> yeah no, yeah, that was great. I, would, I you just... be, would you be worried about Frimpong right back with uh, Kent playing there just I know he's been unreal the last two games but he's just a bit vulnerable with, when someone's attacking him yeah no it's a good point but I think if you could get Frimpong going the other way you know if you can get Frimpong taking yeah. Kent back the pitch 
um, that Making takes away threat, yeah. Yeah, a massive a massive threat for Rangers but also you know I'd play El Hamed on the right side of that back three mate just if Kent does get on the wrong side of um, Frimpong I think El Hamed's Celtic's best defender one on one so I think if you're going to play yeah. Frimpong right wing back El Hamed would have to go behind him at, at right centre back OK, good point. Thanks, Peter. We're going to move on to the next call. We loads of calls. Oh, for the rest of the season. I, sorry, you're still there. Sorry. Cheers, Peter. For a second. All right, Peter, thanks very much. The calling from... Oh, OK, Ot- thank you. Cheers. Cheers. We did promise Neil Lennon there thanks. about Christie and Ayeti. He was winded and he felt, you know, a little bit sore in the stomach. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I think he'd be fine for Thursday. Albion, it looks like a, a hamstring, so um, it could be a couple of weeks for him. And he was also speaking about the captain, Scott Brown. You know, people saying he's played every game. Does he have the legs for it? Well, I thought he was man of the match. I know people have been questioning him and, you know, sometimes he takes a little bit to get going. He needs the games. And But I thought he was imperious today. You know, people say they think his, his legs haven't gone. You know, we've got all the, the data and we see him every day. And that really sort of maybe kickstart his season. But, you know, he's so important to us. He's the fulcrum of the team on and off the field but his performance today was magnificent he's stolen my word I was going to say imperious uh, I thought it was fulcrum <laughs> well, was, I thought he was an imperious fulcrum in the, in the middle of that midfield no, it's, it's, in, it's yeah. interesting his view isn't it that, that Scott Brown's just starting to come to the boil for, for Celtic um, and maybe the pieces are beginning to come into place but, but for Celtic and Rangers that's why I think it's a really fascinating phase in the season isn't it they're, they're, they're both arming up with bringing some new weapons in, in, into their play as well both getting stronger and stronger uh, look at the results at the weekend and uh, you know we've got another eight months to go it's building up to a, a great game in a few weeks um, as I said I don't think Celtic have hit top form yet I think Rangers just now are playing with a lot of confidence and as you say there's there's players starting to come back um, from injury there's players that are starting to hit top form it's it's looking good um, as I said I, I just keep going back to Celtic I can't imagine Celtic without a fit Edward uh, Edward's no. got to play yeah. in the team for me he's the best player in Scotland yeah. I really do I don't know what's going on I, I mean I speak to some Celtic people and they'd be devastated if he left the club um, they just need to get him back on the right track because when he's fit and firing he's top class the window's only one week away now and remember we were talking about it it seemed like six, seven Celtic weeks Celtic will be desperate for yeah. that yeah. shot because um, there'll, be, there'll be teams there's, there's no doubt in my mind he could get down there and play in the top six in England when he's when he's playing at the, the top of his game do you think um, he'll so, stay or go? what do you think? Um Oof. I mean it's it, money talks you know what the money's like down south um, but I think Neil Lennon will be desperate for the window to shut quickly um, I'd be surprised I'd be surprised if his head's not in the right place because he just uh, you know I don't know him obviously none of us know him but he he just doesn't look like the player who gets swayed by transfer speculation there's been plenty of it since since he signed um, but Celtic, yeah, need him back on board. They need him. They need him firing on all cylinders. He, he is. We're talking about components in the team. He is a key component if Celtic are to get ten in a row. Definitely. I mean, Celtic have got much more a chance getting ten in a row with Edward in the team. But you, you know, you know yourself, Barry. When there's teams linked to you, you want me to reveal it now. As well, Barry knows, yeah, this is it. So we've been saying for a few minutes. So Cy Ferry tonight on Open Goal, and here on the Go Radio Football Show, you've got an exclusive. Alex McLeish tonight told me that when he was Rangers manager, Alex Ferguson phoned him wanting to take Barry Ferguson to Man United. Wow. I don't know how true it is because he said when he said no, he says, can I take Gavin Ray then? So I don't know how, <laughs> how true it is. <laughs> so Sir Alex asked if he could have Barry Ferguson from Rangers. He's wanting to take him to Man United, so does Barry wow. know anything about this? Yeah, I, I knew there was interest, but that, that was it. That's as far as it went. 
And was your head turned a wee bit? No, here in Man United, speaking back in, in Edward, right? I don't think he's the type of boy it would his head would go. Yeah. I, I don't know him, but he comes across as pretty level-headed sort yep. of guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether he's been carrying a slight injury, I know he went away played by, by the French under twenty ones. I don't think he's the type of boy it would spit the dummy. Out. I, th- I don't think unless a serious bid comes in and then he's allowed to go and talk, then I think he would go and do it. But I, I don't think. It would affect him But you see, you really can be don't. as level headed as you want, but if somebody's offering you seventy thousand pound a week, but I think does that, does si, that, yeah. I think he will look he's gonna earn that anyway. Right. He's gonna get there. Yeah. He's he's young enough, what is he, twenty one? Twenty two, yeah. Twenty one, twenty two. It's gonna to come to him at some stage. Yeah. And I don't think he's the type of boy it'll be hungry to go and do that straight away. And do, you, and do you not think it matters to him that he would be part of such a historic season at Celtic? I mean, he's been here for for a while, but but this would this would be the climax of his of his time at Celtic, wouldn't it? Then he moves on after ten in a row. You would like to think so, but see, I don't know about these young players now. Eh? I don't think when you see and speak to them, you know, I think they're so they want to get to the top as quick quick yeah. as possible now young players I always say I grew up with Martin O'Neill's team and they were they were batting teams in Europe and none of them wanted to leave you, know, you never heard guys like Henrik Larsson or, or Petrov you know throwing the dummies or, yep. or, or, or demanding moves and I just think it's a different day and age now I just think these young kids are, are desperate to earn as much as they can and play as high as they can it's, as soon it's as going possible. to be a big earner just now at Celtic but <laughs> yeah. one of the top earners um, yeah. I, I do believe in time he'll go down and, and play in England and, and earn an absolute fortune I don't think he's the type who'll be desperate to do it at this moment in time I really don't Do you think Sai's point was a good one that Celtic going out of the Champions League so early you know they didn't get any further is bad mm. news for keeping the, the top players yeah. who will move on Yeah look you want to play you want to play in the elite and the Champions League is the elite elite, elite sorry I can't even say that um, so that'll be a, a slight disappointment to him but as Rob just pointed out, it's a massive season for Celtic. Um, so maybe if he yeah. maybe if he's done well in Europe, then you could be you could have that 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 thinking. But he hasn't, you know, he's not done it in Europe. So maybe if he goes and has a good Europa League campaign, then he can think, yeah. right, I can play higher in Europe now. But it's not like he's went and like Dembele did, went and scored against Man City, and I think he got three goals in the group stages. I think after that, Dembele thought I can play at this level. Edward's not done that yet, so that might be. The you thing think that he keeps can play at the up. level? Oh, definitely. Right. I, I, I agree. Think I think he he's top six it. in England yet. Sai, we love your insight, but. He, he's just he ghosted you there you asked what him a time. question Listen. you asked a question <laughs> about the Manchester United interest how close did you speak to Alex Ferguson there you what go a, what, no. what a Ferguson sidestep that was I know I know no so, I never spoke to him no did your agent no <laughs> why not did you just leave I, it there I'm going to have a chat with Alex McLeish <laughs> <laughs> so that's the news tonight from Si that uh, Man United in from was Walter the manager at the time I suppose it would, uh, depends what year it was no I think it was uh, Alex McLeish no, Alex, 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 Alex McLeish was the manager Alex, yeah, yeah. sorry yeah of course yeah. Uh-huh. Alex, of course he was the boss at that point yeah. wow so that's Alex revelation tonight you're getting money's worth from, from Big Ed what a player he was our second most capped player of all time in Scotland Alec McLeish yeah Aberdeen oh, uh, yeah. legend absolute Fantastic. legend yeah. Yeah. yeah but I'd like to hear a bit more from Barry about yeah. that he's very uh, coy on this yeah, isn't he he is yeah. this is the quietest I've ever seen him by you <laughs> yeah he's clammed up Alec <laughs> um, McLeish is a great manager he was <laughs> Barry good news Hugh's on the line to talk about referees Hugh good evening good evening guys how are we good evening hi, thanks. hi Hugh what's your point tonight hi. Um, point being is also, I'll actually be quick because I'm nearly home and I'm in the car. Uh, quickly was uh, Bobby Madden and his assistants yesterday. Now, first penalty, and obviously you know I'm a Mill fan, first penalty I do agree with because he's, McGabby's hand is out. Second one, never a penalty because Grimshaw's hand is across his chest. 
and didn't award Motherwell penalty for the clatter in the back. Right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, Hugh, I was making the point earlier on. Do you think the lack of fans, the lack of atmosphere was an influence in the lack of protest from Motherwell? Because what surprised me about both of, the, both of those incidents, no matter how you, you view the, the handball, was that, that there was just no reaction from Motherwell at all. There was no protest around about Bobby Madden. Um, they just seemed to accept it very readily. I think, um, I think if you actually watch it again, well, there was a couple of players protesting, but if it was possibly Tony Watt or Callum Lang going down, you would have probably got them uh, protesting for it because it's, my opinion, Scotland's best young midfield, um, Alan Campbell's down, he just takes it. And again, he did get a stamp in the back of the calf, which again, I think was clearly accidental. But he still got a stamp in the calf. He didn't moan about that either. Whether Bobby Madden was blinded by it, I don't know. But his assistant referee, the linesman, was had a clear view of that and didn't make that decision. That, to me, is incompetence. All right, Hugh, let's hear from your manager then afterwards, asked about the penalties. Managers is just not working at the moment, Rob. This is not happening. The but managers are on a sponsored yeah. silence. They're indeed, yeah. yeah, it's just not happening. <laughs> there. I, I tell you yeah. something, see the laws of the game now. Oh, they're a oh, nonsense. They're a nonsense. It's a nonsense. It's a joke. It, but it's, it's, Look the, at referee, the referees are going by the law of the game. Yeah. But for me, nah. they, they've got to change it. I mean, you see, not just. Uh, Hugh's talking about the Motherwell game mm. yesterday. Spurs. Look at look well, at some well. of the decisions down in, in yeah, England yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. It's an absolute disgrace. Yeah. Would you, would you not do you not think it would be an idea? It would simplify things at the moment just to make any handball a penalty because there's so much confusion about it. There's mm. so much but about. See on that, Rob. So see if that's the case that any handball's a penalty. See uh, if I'm a wide player now and I'm running down the line and, and the box is there. See, instead of looking for a cutback, I would just kick the ball off the, the, the full back. Do you know what I hate seeing? Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's how ridiculous the game's getting. Do you know what I hate seeing when a winger is going down at the byline and you see the defender going out... Putting his hands down. Putting his hands down at the side of um, his, his body. I, I can't stand it. It's unnatural. Mm. It's That's unnatural. Yeah. So these defenders are scared. They're, they're scared as soon as the ball c- comes anywhere near the box scared in case they get a penalty against them how you can yeah it's, it makes life difficult when you keep conceding penalties the handball rule is incredibly complicated for referees now so I'm not going to stand here and criticise them but I'm also not going to use that excuse why we conceded five goals and, and didn't win the game but how a penalty could be given you kind of see the ball and the ball hits your hand a penalty is given it's crazy there's no common sense by, in by the way I really like your Stephen Robinson impersonation there. That, was, that was incredible but I feel for the referees I feel for the yeah. referees they're, they're going by the law of the game we, we totally disagree uh-huh. with it oh, yeah the law's the problem the yeah. rules are the problem they've got to change the rules because I, th- I think it's an absolute disgrace Yeah, and it's going to cause does anyone up. even does anyone understand I don't, what a, a natural body position and all the rest of it all that stuff is I should come down if it's deliberate then it's a penalty I think if it, if it yeah. is now then it's no yeah. And that's as, that's as simple as it can be. I agree with you. I think the first one's a penalty because he moves his hand out towards the ball. I don't think Grimshaw can do anything about the second one. No. You know, when somebody ducks a yard from you, you've not got time to move your hands. And I, I agree. I, I think, if, Rob, you make a great point. If there's a crowd at Fir Park and, yeah. and Alan Campbell goes over and they shout, I think that could be a penalty. Huh? I, I know we're talking about the Mullow game, but the Tottenham and Newcastle, did you see Steve Bruce? No. Did you see his interview after? He, no, he I didn't. Was, he was. I think he was ashamed that they got, ashamed yeah. that they got the penalty. Yeah. Crazy times, Hugh. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll speak to you again. Thanks for your call. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show. Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, Rob McLean, and we're back with your calls next. 
The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. So much to talk about tonight with Cy, Barry and Rob McLean. 0800 17 17 700. We're on till 7 tonight. Remember Thursday night we've got Sarajevo against Celtic and Rangers against Galatasaray. Barry, these are some matches coming up. Yeah, it's a great game. Galatasaray are... are I don't think they're the same European force as they were um, a few years back but it's still it's a fantastic game for the, the players the only disappointing thing for both Rangers and Celtics the fans having yeah. the fans inside yeah. the game that's yeah. what European nights under the light sheet you can't beat it I thought Stephen uh, Gerrard's initial reaction immediate reaction to, to getting through against Willem Twee was really interesting because he immediately I don't know whether he was playing games or not but he, he immediately installed Rangers as, un- as underdogs yep. for mm-hmm. that game yeah he's he is, he's is he at a game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, look, I, I think, as I'd mentioned there, Rob, I don't think they're the same force as they once were. They've still got good players, there's no doubt about it. I think they finished fifth or sixth. Mm. You could and ask your pal two guy, couldn't you? I could. Oh, I could what a player, player he was. Oh, a guy. fantastic wow, footballer. But it's a great game for Rangers. But I, I think. The Turkish current, Charlie Adams. Yep. In current <laughs> form, I think Rangers will beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so do I agree. Mm. I think Rangers, I think Gerard's very good in Europe. I think he sets his team up really well. And I think it'll work as a positive for Rangers because you know Galatasaray's fans are quite intimidating. Oh. You know I think it'll help Rangers yeah. with having no fans there. I, f- I, f- I fancy Celtic to get through as well. You know Celtic have got that thing where when they're not playing well they can turn out results, and I think they'll do it again. On that's on a Thursday great thing night. to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See when you're not playing at the top of your game. That's me every I week. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care yeah. if you're just coming away with a one 0 or a two one. It's a great thing to have. I think Rangers and Celtic have got to be aiming way beyond these games and they are doing exactly that. It's about getting to the group stages again for both and then it's about getting beyond them. Uh, They should be good enough. Uh, Celtic and Rangers both delivered really strong performances when you think about it last season. Uh, Let's hope for for same again from both of them and better. Yeah, I think think you're spot on, Rob. as, As I said, Rangers done really well last year. Celtic, I thought, fell short last year. They should have done better. You know, they should be, be they should have beat Copenhagen at yeah. home. Sorry, and they've and both have added to their squads. They're a better both are better squads now than they are last year. So, I agree with Rob. I fully expect a quarter final or a semi final from both. How are you oh, two getting on? So, yeah, it's a big shout. That's, huge. That's a big shout, say. Si. Oh, why not, mate? Yeah. Eh? Right, go for it. Uh-huh. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon it's going to be the year where they'll go far? I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think you know. I, I think because yeah. they're both they're, they're both they're both under so much pressure you know, I think it'll be a relief going away and playing in Europe yeah. you know, I think they can enjoy it and I, I think they'll do really well I, good I like, the, I like yeah. the sound of that don't you yeah. quarterfinal semi-final yeah. that would be brilliant go we've got to cover that go radio yeah. we'll be there yeah, yeah. I think so <laughs> have, we got, have we got the team bus ready yeah. to go <laughs> social distance drive of course. I'll drive the bus I'll drive the Peterhead bus I'll uh, drive well we know you that's what I was about to say to Barry um, you heard his manager on the other night in the programme Jim McAnally and he just said that he was man of the match when they played against Dundee the other week two weeks ago I know but Paul that's only one game in four years he said you're too self-deprecating and actually much better you should have played at a higher level that's what Jim said I've got to agree with you I mean he's probably frustrated himself Um, do you think think Jim McAnally had been on the cooking sherry there's a a good chance (laughs) but Si will tell you he probably made mistakes like we've all done sometimes you need a wee bit of luck as well Um, he said he's the best trainer as well Size the best. Are no. really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to ask. I've signed a couple. Yeah. Of, I've sorry. I've signed three ex-teammates. Um, so I'll ask the question tomorrow night. There you yeah. go. Good. Uh-huh. Well, I'm being. I'm being. Um, Absolutely interrogated on the front. Sweating you. Did you come here for a good time? <laughs> I, I thought I was coming for a laugh, but I'm sweating you. Actually, Jim, let's take yeah. the teams uh, Saturday. Yeah, I'm first team coach on? now, yeah. so one three nine. We've been beat every game. He was the manager. The, the one game I take it, we win three 0 So how was your team talk? Science, is it? 
How was your team top? Weak. Who did you Weak. play against? No, I'm kidding. No, no, it was all right. Uh, we played Inverurie Locos. I just Aye. spent the full game flirting with the linesman because eh, he liked open goal. So I'm trying <laughs> to watch the game. All the guys spoke about was, was open goal. So I think that'll be my first and last game. Barry, have you ever flirted with the linesman? <laughs> no, I don't I, think so. I can't say I have. I've yeah. been honest with you. <laughs> he flirts with me though, didn't he? So ah, it's, it's the same thing. Great. I miss, I've not seen him for a week. So I know. It's yeah. Good to see him. Nice to see him. Uh, uh, I tell you, the, the, the all the WhatsApp we've got a WhatsApp group, and on Saturday night with everything closing at ten o'clock and the pubs closing. You know, last orders at half nine. There were a few messages going round, Rob, there weren't were, there? About there were. uh, yeah, yeah, there were indeed as the, as, been, as the yeah. team relaxed yeah. uh, across the weekend. But I'm, I'm loving size positive noises about yeah. Europe, and I think that's really good. That. Yeah. And, I, and I would like to see the yeah. clubs, the two clubs, Rangers and Celtic, thinking the same way as well, being really positive and thinking, yeah, we should get to that stage in European competition because Celtic have dropped down from the Champions League that's where they started in the qualifiers uh, Rangers found that level of football very easy to get to as far as they were concerned last season think of the results against Braga Porto yeah. uh, good opposition Celtic beat Lazio home and away yeah aim high uh, Rob I, you look at Wolves got to the semi-finals last year yeah. I watched Wolves last night and they were hopeless you know, Celtic and Rangers yeah. would beat Wolves 100% There's no reason why our teams yeah. Shouldn't be getting if you to the semi-finals at, If you yeah. look at both squads There's good quality yeah. in both Celtic and Rangers squads yeah. And they should be getting to the The latter stages of the European competition Maybe, maybe not the Champions League no. I understand that But the Europa League For me If you look at As I said Both teams And the players that they've got in the squads, yeah, they should be getting to the latter stages. Barry, after the program tonight, will you be watching in the big, huge telly? We saw that you what have. What about that yeah, telly? By I the know. Way. Oh, oh my that's God. a monster! Wow, Liverpool Arsenal tonight. Yeah, yeah. desperate to see how my teammate. It's great to yeah. see that he's he's doing well. He's got Arsenal back to um, playing decent stuff, and he's he's um, he's doing great. It's great to see guys go on in life, and he's one guy that I never imagined that would be a manager. No. No. What, what a lovely guy as well. He comes over really well, doesn't he? Mikel, yeah, he was Mikel very Arteta. quiet when he came over to Rangers. Yeah. He was young. He was, he was, very, he was yeah. only nineteen, wasn't he? When yeah, he, but he, technically, you could see he was a fantastic yeah. footballer, yeah. Um, and he went on to have a, a great career. And I mean, he's learned under the best and Pep Guardiola, and he's went on and, and took a massive job on in, in Arsenal. He's won them the FA Cup. Yeah, um, and if you hear Kieran Tierney, I've seen him do a yeah. couple of interviews. Mm. He speaks volumes about mm. him. Yeah. Um, I'll make a statement. I know I've made some ridiculous statements. Yeah, no, it no, keep it going. Mikel Arteta will be one of the best managers in the world. Do you know why? Because he's learned for Guardiola, but he's also seen his deficiencies. And I think he'll learn for that as well. Ah, there you go. That's a good word. That's a great word, isn't it? <laughs> that's a, that's and what are the deficiencies of Guardiola? Well, I, think, I, I think what yeah. Arteta's got over, you watched Guardiola yesterday, they've only got yeah. one way to play. Mm-hmm. And I love about yeah. Arteta, is, I think it was the FA Cup final, was it the, the final? You know, Arsenal are getting the bond, pinging the bond behind Chelsea. Yeah. Whereas for me, Guardiola is very one-dimensional. I know that Mikel Arteta uh, is keen to come on the show and talk about his time in Glasgow, but he'll have to wait in line because there's a pretty long, pretty long VIP list. But it'd be good to have him on, wouldn't it? Chat to him at some stage, yeah, Barry. That's a hint great. to Barry, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll get him on. But it'd be great to, to see his background and, and what he thought, is if he imagined he was ever going to be a manager. Mm-hmm. But it'd be great to get the insight of working with Pep Guardiola, the way yeah. that his teams Let's play. Yeah. And obviously he's went on to Arsenal. And as I said... I mean they're a good football team but they're not scared to go back to front as no. well which I like he's got a plan B um, but it's great to see an ex-teammate do do so well if anyone can get him on it'll be you Barry Ferguson so we'll yep, try my yeah. best so, sorry and can I just ask yeah. one last question yeah, cool. see Arteta as a young kid would he ask would he ask you for advice and would you help him on his game or no his English wasn't great when he came across right um, was he a grafter Barry aye yeah, you, you could see the 
mean, he was he was always one that would stay out for an extra 15, 20 minutes. That's when you've seen the, the, the top players after training finished, they go away and work on either if it was a defender working on um, defending midfielders, pinging the ball about, strikers working on finishing. Um, but he was always one that spent a bit of time extra at the training ground. Pep not so happy yesterday. Brendan Rodgers <coughs> delighted. Brendan, I love Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. I know Celtic fans are not here, is that? Yeah. But I was a young coach at Celtic and we had an in-service day with him and he's the only person I've ever listened to speak about football <clears throat> for two hours and I could have listened for ten, honestly. I mean, he was he's, that good. Yeah. Not one word was stuttered, not one misplaced word, everything for two hours. So he wouldn't, so wouldn't do we well on the then. show then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and watched some training and he invited us up to the office, sat and spoke to him for another hour and a half and honestly, top class. You said his planning was meticulous. Oh, See, see his office it's, mm. it's like a, what's, the, what's the place that a scientist sits Mission uh, Control something like that it's laboratory a bun, uh, laboratory yeah. honestly did he wear a white coat he, wore, <laughs> he actually got up on, in front of the tactics board and he was explaining how he, he wants teams to play in certain formations and it just completely blew my mind uh. But see, ne- never more was his was his planning apparent than in that game yesterday. He he had the perfect plan to ha- how to undo Man City, mm-hmm. um, the pace on the break, and and Man City just couldn't handle it. And what a winning margin that was, five two. Yeah, yeah, but that's hours in the training ground as well as yeah. as I said. He's seen about the background and what he does in the the offices and whatever. But that that's hours and hours of work on the training ground as well. And it, if you set up a game plan, you rely on the players to do it on the pitch. And the players must respect that as well. But what a result to go to Man City and, and win five two. I mean, but you look at his Leicester team. He's got some excellent <laughs> yeah, players in yeah. that team as well. They're a they're they're a top team. That was my one disappointment in Celtic like, was the European record wasn't it great. Mm. He similar to Guardiola yeah. for me. He only had one kind of style to play at Celtic, and I thought he, he should have been... changed it up. Yeah. yeah, but I agree. Seeing him in a way like. Barcelona Sometimes you've got to shut up shop <laughs> yeah. a wee bit you yeah. know what I mean he would just want to get out and get the ball down and you try and play football against Barcelona in the now camp there's only going to be one outcome yeah. they're going to run all over the top of you but yep. that's probably if you ask him that's probably one of his regrets I would say and that's and that's yep. what Neil Lennon introduced when he took over wasn't it pragmatism here's another there's another, there's another yep. one for wow. you wow. scribble that this one this is like Dictionary Connolly isn't it brilliant I love that you're showing off <laughs> but, Rob Celtic Aberdeen the Scottish Cup semi-final from last season yeah. is on Sunday the 1st of November and then the day before Hearts against Hibs Halloween specials that's 5 o'clock Hearts Hibs and then Celtic Aberdeen on the Sunday so it's incredible it, isn't it? it it just immediately flashes you back to last season yes. and, you, and you think about how they got to the semi-finals those four and you also think as well that here goes Celtic uh, on the brink again <laughs> after a delay of the quadruple treble if they can take care of Aberdeen Hibs and Hearts in the, in the other semi-final fantastic matches coming up Barry in just a month's time yep and, but it's strange as you said it's last season's game yeah, getting yeah. played halfway through this this season but it's the way it is just now um, Hearts and Hibs I mean Hearts been obviously relegated That that's a, a great game and as you said uh, Celtic and Aberdeen who I've been really impressed with mm. Aberdeen the last yeah. few weeks mm-hmm. yeah. is this a stupid question can Aberdeen Probably. play players yeah. <laughs> can Aberdeen play players that they signed this season yes yep. oh they can right uh, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely no, it's not a stupid question no, you're right but no yeah, I know it was you can. no it was <laughs> no you were right Johnny Hayes can play Johnny Hayes can play I know yeah. it's a strange yeah. one yeah. I mean it was last yeah. season that yeah. Johnny Hayes would probably be playing yeah, absolutely. Against Aberdeen. No, you're right, Barry. I mean, I, I was at that game yesterday. I was at the Aberdeen game yesterday. I mean, brilliant wins for Celtic and Rangers at the weekend. But Aberdeen, mighty impressive as well. It was it was three nil, and without any shade of exaggeration, it could have been six nil. Yeah, a lot okay. of teams have done that to Ross County this year. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of teams that have absolutely battled no. them. I think no. Kettlewell came out after the Celtic game five one and thought that Ross County were in the game, whereas 
Sunday, he said, you know, Aberdeen have a first team that's absolutely battered us. So, Si, if you want any more, it's Barry, Si, and Rob in the next hour. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Hour two of the programme. Listen, thank you everyone who's been tuning in over the last two months. It's almost uh, two months since we started, July the 31st, and thousands of you tuning in. You're listening on the podcast as well. You're listening on the socials. Can you listen, Rob, on the socials as well? Yeah. Um, I think you probably can, yeah. I'm going to agree with you. And you're calling in on 0808 17 17 700. Sai, can you believe it? Two months down, and we're still here. I know, it's amazing. Can I just say, we never mentioned this, Hearts v Hibs on Halloween, that'll be good because uh, Andy Haldale will no need to take his mask off. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Barry Harsh <laughs> Harsh but fair Yeah very fair Good to see him get a, a, a good club Because he's too talented a player And too young not to be playing Yeah I was a bit concerned If I'm being honest Because he was Doing a lot of media And I'm thinking Is he, is he going to chuck it at 28 But no he's got a lot to offer Andy And uh, do you know what I think it's a, a real good move for him uh, look, He's went to a good club Great place to uh, play football I know there's no fans in but I think it'll be, it'll be a great signing for Hearts Yeah can I give a wee mention to Liam Scott on Twitter he got back to us to say uh, ask Simon Barry their thoughts about exactly that on how they think Andy would do at Hearts if he signs but Besides, he's going to have to give up a lot of media work I mean this is a tough decision for him Well it's close he's going to continue open goal eh is he? Robbie yeah. Nelson's going to let him do it I think Robbie Excellent uh, he's, yeah. he's agreed to let him do it So we're delighted But I think it's a perfect fit I think Barry's spot on For me, Tynecastle's the best atmosphere in Scotland As an away player yeah. Tynecastle's the best atmosphere I think Andy will thrive off that crowd And I think that the crowd will love his All-action He gives, he gives he it a little day, doesn't he? Yeah, and, 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 and Hearts fans love that That's what they want for their players yeah. I think they'll really like Andy right. He's a real team player yeah. Andy um, but he's got good qualities as well yeah. A lot of people don't realise He's a good footballer And he can handle the ball um, He's experienced as well And he'll bring a lot to that Hearts team I think Robin Nielsen's made a great signing It's great for the Championship as well isn't it yeah. Because uh, with Charlie Adams signing for Dundee Craig Gordon's in goal for Hearts Andy Halliday There's some real quality in those teams uh, And others in the Championship Which of course is still to get back underway Yeah it's great to see You know, I think Dundee's midfield The Paul McGill and Graham Dorns and Charlie Adam uh, But could they cope with the Peterhead midfield no, that's the, that's absolutely not. I nearly retired yeah. But uh, that'll be a great. It's great as well. You know, the SPL is a great league. You know, we've got a race on there, and I think the championship will be the same between Hearts and Dundee. So, thoroughly looking forward to it. I could say you've got Naismith as well. Yeah, still True. a Scottish yeah. international. That's yeah. right, yeah. boys. Yeah, who's William a boys? Yeah, I like yeah. him. I think he's an excellent centre forward. So that, that's going to be a a lot of top players Christoph, in the championship. Better. It's better. Yeah, he's, he's still there. Yeah, he's, he's, back. he's back at Hearts, isn't he? Yeah, but I don't well. think he's been playing. I think uh, Halkett and I can't think who the other centre half is, but there's another player, Craig Halkett. I thought yeah. he was a very good signing for Hearts uh, last summer. Um, he's now skippery. Yeah, big club. So that, so that, looks like, yeah. that looks like a Premiership team in the Championship. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. It does. Those who won't want to meet them next season, uh, if well, if they come up, they want to meet them. St Mirren, St Johnson, Hamilton, Ackies on seven points. Motherwell on eight, along with uh, Livingston. Livingston had a good result at the weekend. Ross County on eleven, along with Dundee United and Kilmarnock. And then at the top, Aberdeen on fifteen. Hibs on seventeen. Celtic with a game in hand on twenty-two. Rangers on twenty-three. It is hotting up. We'll talk about all those games in a moment or two, and we're going to ask you your player of the weekend. We're 
happens over the next uh, 45, 50 minutes. So, Rob, what about uh, Ross County Aberdeen yesterday? Who, if you were choosing somebody from that match, it would be one of the Aberdeen players, obviously. What did you make of the performance of Aberdeen? Yeah, well, Barry stole James Tavernier from me right at the start of the right. show because yeah. he was going to be my uh, nomination for, for Player of the Weekend. Yeah. So what I'm going to do in response no is I'm, I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. There's no stopping me here. I'm going to go for Ross McCrory, who, <laughs> no was, going, who was going to be size contender. I'm aware because that's the way it is. It's dog eat dog in here. That's, you just have to accept that. But no, but I mean, he's been he, brilliant, Robin. He, he was. He was outstanding again. I mean, I just can't believe uh, that two hundred thousand pounds was was the fee. I and mean, obviously, it's a loan until the end of the season, just to avoid Aberdeen having to pay that money up front. Um, and there's a three-year deal to follow on the back of it. Um, but what a steal that is for a player who whose value must be well into seven figures now. I'll be totally honest. I watched Ross McCrory play for Portsmouth at the end of last year in the playoffs, and I thought he, he, he really struggled in the wrong position. Yeah, playing right back. And and when I seen Aberdeen signing them, I was thinking, is he good enough to go and play for Aberdeen? And he's and I, I'm delighted because the kid that I seen at Rangers looks to be that kind of player again mm-hmm. and what a sign I mean for a midfield player tackles runs passes gets in the box scores goals yeah. everything you want for a top midfielder and I need to to be honest I'm pleasantly surprised at how well he's done mm-hmm. I just think it's a good fit for him mm-hmm. as well sometimes a player needs a, a certain manager and a, a certain club that, that fits that player and I think he's got Aberdeen's that club for him um, he's struck up a great relationship with my nephew Lewis I mm, think two wow. of them look excellent in the mid- yeah. middle of the park I do think Ross McCrory is a, a holding midfielder yeah. but he's not that kind of holding midfielder that will just sit behind the ball all the time as Sai just pointed out he's got that energy to get up and down uh, the middle of the park but I, I think it's a a great PC business it wasn't working out at, at Rangers it'd be easy for the boy just to stick around and say look I'm a Rangers player he's made the decision that he wants to go and play football and you've got to give him huge credit for that Barry, did you get a call from brother Derek yesterday? Because he'd be pleased after the match. Uh, two goals, as you mentioned there, for young Lewis. No, I, I was out with Lewis's older brother yesterday as well yep. um, for a, a couple of drinks. And, I like it. Yep. Yep. Um, so, no, listen, it's it's a great a great time for the family. It's great to see Lewis doing well again. He, he's done it the, the hard ways. As I said, he had the disappointment when he was really young getting let go for Rangers and he's, he's went to Aki, he's went on to Aberdeen and... Now he's he's um, slotting the penalties, uh, penalties yeah, away easily, really but, but it looks to me if he's got real confidence. Me and Sai were speaking off mm-hmm. um, off the mic there. Uh, just he looks like a footballer. Yeah, yeah. He holds yeah. himself like when he goes on that pitch. He holds himself well. He's physical and he can play, so he's got a lot of good attributes. But, and I just but, hope he stays up at Aberdeen and gets a run of games, yep. gets that real experience, because mm. I, I think in the future he could go higher there's no doubt in my mind about that I think the big question about Aberdeen is can they get in among Rangers and Celtic I would have my doubts that they're that good enough but they're certainly at the moment I think uh, probably the front runners to finish third because apart from uh, Lewis and Ross McCrory who are brilliant together there are are really good aspects other aspects about the Aberdeen team as well and consider that Sam Cosgrove is still to come back after the international break Scott Wright Mm. uh, looks a real live wire at the moment he's taking his opportunity which which has come his way having maybe 
you know, blown the chance previously. He's had injuries as well. And uh, Ryan Hedges, Ryan yeah. Hedges, you know. So the, the, there's a, they're a really exciting blend at the moment, Aberdeen. And you have to, they've just lost Scott McKenna as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Lewis and Ross McCrory there. I think we had Lewis on the show. And for me, for a young centre midfielder, there's no better coaching staff to learn from than up there. Barry Robson trained like an animal. You know, he was. He reminds Ross McCrory reminds me a bit of Barry, uh, Barry it, Robson yeah. how he uh-huh. plays. Yeah. You know, very all action in your face, good on the ball. But uh, on Aberdeen as well, I think the one thing that they've not had is a winner in their team right. over the years. And, mm-hmm. and I think the best bit of business had in the summer as well. Johnny Hayes went away and won six trophies, and you get him back on a free transfer, and that's massive for a dressing room. A guy that's went away and won six trophies, you, you bring him back with and all that experience. Something to prove. You know, I think so. Yeah, I think you want to go and win some with Aberdeen. Exactly. You know, yeah. I don't think you want to be the guy that's played with Aberdeen for six years and not won anything. So I, I think I it's a massive. He's getting to pr- I think he's he's always been a good player. I, I was I was really really surprised that Celtic let him go. Yeah, yeah. I, I was it was a real surprise. Because he personally, Barry. I mean personally, he'll he'll say I'm going to come oh. and show Neil Lennon that they shouldn't have let me go. Yeah, there'll yeah. be a bit of that. And I'm he, I think he would have been surprised that he yeah. never got offered even a year's yeah. a, a year's contract. But do you know what? He's been up there. Derek's made a shrewd signing and, and Johnny Hayes. He'll bring yeah. real experience and he's a real good player as well. He can play in a, a, a number of positions. Because even at left back at Celtic, he was really impressive. I mean, he's, he's added yeah. that defensive awareness yeah. to his game. And, he's, <laughs> and he, was, he was already great going forward and his delivery is sometimes second to none. All right, on Glasgow's over, we're going to take more of your calls. Rangers fans, Celtic fans phoning in in a weekend when Celtic the three-goal victory against Hibs. Rangers 5-1 at Motherwell. Greg's on the line now, Rangers. Just fine. Hi, Greg. Good evening. How you doing, lad? You right? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Great. Well, what are you thinking? What do you want to say tonight? I just got a sort of double-headed question, really, because I was listening to the show last week when Cy was going on about how and it was a great point. Is how Rangers started off so well last season, and then Celtic weren't so good to start off with, and then Rangers fell away. And this brings me to my question for Barry because we've got Jordan Jones there, who's started well. Yes, he had a good game, but for me. In tight games against Celtic, that's not the sort of player I want to go to if we need to bring him off the bench. He just he just doesn't do it for me. I don't think he's a good fit for Rangers, personally. And you look at Celtic, they've signed David Turnbull, and we need to be looking at bringing in as good a talent as that to try and get to that stop in that 10 in a row. I, I've got to disagree with you. I, I, I think you've got to give Jordan a, a chance. I mean, I, I just look back on previous what he'd done for Kilmarnock he was always one that stood out at Kilmarnock he was always the yeah. one that was the the game changer for them I, I just like the, the fact that he was he was in uh, he was out in the cold he's obviously shown a real good attitude and that's what you need when you play at a club like Rangers you need to have a proper attitude and he's shown that yeah. and he's deserved his chance and I think when he came on in midweek he, he done okay but I was impressed with him yesterday. I've got to be honest with you. I, I thought his goal w- was excellent. He brings a different dimension to what, what's there. We spoke previously about Haji. He's a, a different type of player to Haji. But I, I still think, I, I believe this Rangers team and Rangers squad is certainly stronger than last year. And I think they've learned the lessons uh, in terms of consistency level um, last year. first six months was great. They got that vital win at Celtic Park and then obviously after the winter break it went all wrong I don't see this Rangers team making the same mistake yeah yeah. I can remember him against when he came on against Celtic last season I thought this is a chance for you you're, you're a fan let's get in then he, he makes that stupid tackle takes a red injures himself I'm just worried is, is he going to go down that route again and do another stupid thing like that well I think he's I, I think he's learned for his mistakes there's no there's yeah. no doubt about it a silly challenge um, 
it was got sent off and obviously he was out for a number of months um, I think yeah. he, he'll realise now this is his last chance um, and he needs to work ever so hard to make sure he stays at Rangers because the manager said in his interview after the game that's the Jordan Jones that he signed the one that played yesterday not the one previous to that so Strikes me he's a hungry player as well, well because it didn't happen immediately well, because he did have that injury in the red card and, and a lot of people wondered whether that was him all washed up as a, as a Rangers player. He's back, he's got a big chance and he'll take a lot of confidence from the way he played yesterday and the goal side. Yeah, I, I get what Barry's saying and I totally agree but I also get Greg's point as well. I think that one advantage that Celtic do have is when you look at Celtic's bench yesterday compared to Rangers for me Celtic have still got a stronger squad you know Celtic have got more players for me that can go and play in the starting 11 than what Rangers do so I, I do get Greg's point you know you think Celtic's bench yesterday Griffiths Turnbull Rodjick and Cham and Edward I mean that's a top bench and I get what Greg's saying Rangers didn't have that same sort of quality on the bench and I, I kind of agree with what he's saying Barry yeah I can see where the, the names that size just read they, they could easily get into the, the Celtic starting 11 um, but I do still believe that Rangers squad is stronger yeah. than it, it was last season and the manager's made it clear he's still in the market yep. this mm. next week and I could I could see one maybe even two mm-hmm. new signings the money's in. there isn't it yeah the money's there there's, there's no doubt he's, he's already said that the, the board is going to back him which is great for a manager and he's he's clear that he's in the market to bring in another few players I must say Bassey done well as well Robbie I thought mm-hmm. Bassey oh. was very good yeah. you know you would worry before you would worry that if Barisic did get injured is there a replacement there but different thought, type of player yeah, as well but very strong better yeah. defensively yeah. than me than, than Barisic obviously yeah. doesn't offer the same going forward but if you've got a guy like Ryan Kent on top of his form left midfield do you need a, a full back running forward and helping him you know I think it's good options to have yeah. uh, yeah. for different yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's, that's five goals against Motherwell yesterday it's a thumping win mm. without Arebo, right. Jack, yeah. and Roof. Roof. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Bassi definitely in song. That's what you're saying, Sai, isn't it? Yeah, I liked him. You know, Jingy's called oh, Shirley well. in the oh, dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> and the big yeah. thing for me, the last two games, Alan McGregor. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure about that. Uh, Can we yeah. ask Greg? Greg, what do you think? You happy then that the number one is back at number one? He's outstanding. He, I think mm. I've, I've never watched him that because obviously I live down the road and we see a lot of yeah. more English football down here than it is Scottish. And yeah. I can remember him at Hull and he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. To see him back yesterday, and see him. Midweek against Willian as well. I thought he was superb. I think it's a it's a major boost for the weekend's game. I just quick one for Barry. Who do you start up front if Ruth's fit? Do you start Ruth or do you start Morelos? Because I start Ruth. I've got to go with Morelos. I've I got. I think he's too petulant. Honestly. Yeah, look, that's something that the managers made clear when they left him out a few weeks back. Um, to me, his attitude seems okay. I still think I, I look at him and I still think, can he get fitter? Maybe it's me. Yeah, but I, I fit Morelos is a very good centre forward. There's no doubt about it. Do you not get the feeling he's back in the fold, Barry? Now, after all that transfer speculation, he's back. He didn't score yesterday, but he has been scoring goals. He looks like he's part of the team. Yeah, look, they, obviously with interest for various clubs, maybe have unsettled him. The manager made it clear his attitude. His attitude, sorry, wasn't 100. percent So he left him out. And um, sometimes that's the best thing to do. And he's clearly come back and shown a better attitude. But I, I think when he's firing, he's a real menace for defenders. Morelos, there's no doubt in my mind about do that. Do you not know, play both? I would play both. I'd play Roof in 10 and I'd play Morelos up front. Yeah, but that, that's what you want. He's got a real selection yeah. headache. As last year, it was easy to pick a, a starting 11. Now he's got maybe 15, 16 players that can get into that starting 11. So that's what you want as a manager. You want competition for places. And if you want to be successful, that's what you need. 
Jordan yeah, Jones I... spoke to us, Greg, afterwards. You're asking about him and his performance yesterday. Here's what he had to say after the win and a great goal for him at Motherwell. To be fair, all the boys, um, even when they haven't been in the team, have been fantastic with the support they've given me. After we knew yesterday that I was going to be starting, they all got round me again and... Uh, you know, help me with my confidence and stuff like that. So I can't speak highly enough of them. Tav, Arfield, um, Connor as well, all being fantastic with me. So thank them for that. And we asked him, what about Thursday in Galatasaray? I won't get ahead of myself. Look, I, I know quick football can change. Um, I've seen that a couple of times now, especially at a big club. So just got to take it one step at a time. Um, if I'm put in for Thursday, then hopefully I can produce a performance. If not, then you've got to, got to be a good teammate and help the lads as much as you can. So um, looking forward to it. Barry made a great point as well. You know, you forget how good he was at Kilmarnock. Yeah. And that was a yeah. season where it's no Kilmarnock finishing sixth and seventh in the league. It was a season Kilmarnock finished third. Mm-hmm. Jordan Jones is their player of the year by a mile. He's an international player. You know, I've spoken to Michael O'Neill about him and I interviewed him and he, he couldn't speak highly enough of Jordan Jones. So if they sort of managers like you, then you're not a bad egg. So again, fair play to him for coming back because right. it is not easy. I like that interview. He knows he's this is his last chance. He's, he's had a couple of things that's, that's happened obviously the sending off and getting that, that knee injury and he's he knows he's got to work to stay there because the manager's made it clear if, if, if you ain't prepared to work hard in the training ground to get into that starting 11 you won't be there it's Craig. a good message for the other fringe players though yep. you know it's a good message that Steven Gerrard's saying if, if, you, if you are doing it you might not be involved right now but if you are doing it in training you will get a chance so you know it's a big message to, to guys like Greg Stewart who are not playing that if you are doing it you will get in the team Si I know you've got your column in the Glasgow Times and the Herald here's one of the ones from one of the papers today I looked over Jordan and what did I see a player with a future at Ibrox one of the great headlines today about Jordan Jones Greg what do you think is going to happen Thursday night against Galatasaray? What one of the hardest games I think we could have got out, out of the side. I'm I'm quite confident with this team in a minute, so I'm gonna say two one Rangers. Two one. And who was your player of the week? Was it Jordan Jones for you? Who's who's your player of the weekend? Of the week of the weekend that was a quite a hard one. I thought yeah, I yeah. think Jordan Jones is a good game, but I'm I'd say I'm a big Ryan Kent fan. I think he started the season on fire and if you continue playing then I think we've got a massive chance of getting that title. They just want the window to shut. I'm a bit mm. worried. In the the yeah, next week, he's um, he's been on a different he want, level. He wants to stay though, doesn't he? He wants to be there. I think. I, I've been told that he wants to stay. He's not interested in moving. No. I, I think he's a type of player that needs to go and play consistently well at the level he's done the last couple of months. And again, see if you, you you play at that level, you'll get the move. He's still young. He's still learning, but. I just love the way he just looks if he's in fire he's, he's full of confidence he's a real danger that European game midweek he, he was a difference yeah, I, I also think he as well that, that teams are now setting up to stop Ryan Kent yeah. and what is happening is they're doubling up on him and it's giving other yeah. players more space guys like Arfield and Jordan mm. Jones So yeah. that's other players taking responsibility yeah. which I want to see yeah. for this Rangers team it wasn't that, that wasn't the case last year this is the case this year if Ryan Kent's not been playing at the level he's, he's been playing at previously then it's up to other players to step up yeah. and that's what I'm seeing and the feeling I get Greg is that, that he's actually lapped up all the transferred interest he's enjoyed the fact that he's he's being fancied by clubs elsewhere uh, and it's helped and it's really added to what he's doing for Rangers yeah what, I, what, what I'd say if I was Ryan Kent I'd, 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 like you said I'd lap it up and I'd just continue playing for Rangers because I've seen it before when people have a good start to the season in Scotland and they come down the road and this, their career just dies because it's not happening for them. So I'd, if I was him, I'd stay at Rangers and keep going and keep playing the way he's playing. And, you know, talking about England call-ups, I think that's a bit too soon as well. Mm. 
especially with mm. the likes of Jack Grealish and that when they can't get in the team. Well, Gareth Southgate, oh, we, Gareth Southgate, we'd need to know there's actually a football played up here north of the border. Gary McAllister, though, mentioned it. Didn't he did. He? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. But but I mean, we know, we know the history, don't we, of 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 England managers and and players yeah. players who come to Scotland. Right, right, one one yeah. Scottish player who's gone down south is doing rather well at the moment. John McGinn, two assists wow. for Aston Villa. Uh, Jack Grealish got the first one. They're two up early on at Fulham, and uh, both goals down to the creative qualities in midfield of John McGinn. With that, Scotland Israel coming up, game coming up pretty soon. That's good news. Good news. We're going to take a quick break, and then Sai, we're going to come back to you. Who would be your player of the weekend? We've had uh, Tavernier, I think, from yep, from you, Barry. Yep. We've had uh, McCrory. Well, from yeah, you had to change. Stole yeah. Femi, huh? Who is it from Simon? We'll find out next. <laughs> the Bull Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Rob McLean, we've got Barry Ferguson, we've got Cy Ferry. Tomorrow night, Ali Defoy with Stephen Cragen. The work that Stephen puts into the preparation on the way for this game, uh, for this uh, show, Cy, is exemplary. <laughs> what are you trying to say, me and Barry De Zero? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was a which was up here, Cy. Exactly, mate. I'm what do you need a book for? Yeah, you're right. We don't need to write things down, we just speak. Speak, speak for the heart. Mind. Speak yep. for the heart. Absolutely. Mate. And tonight already we've heard that Alec McLeish wanted Barry Ferguson when he was at Rangers. He wanted him. Uh, he spoke with uh, Alec Ferguson, who wanted him to go to Old Trafford. Sai, you've revealed that tonight with Alec McLeish. Alec McLeish was good. Really enjoyed it. He loves Barry Ferguson, by the way. Yeah. Honestly, Cole, was he coaching number six? Aye. Still calls him. I told you he was good. Uh, he's good. Aye, he's. Good laugh. Yeah. He's a good laugh. He's uh, he's good tactically. He was good on the game as well. Yeah. What about there that move? Though? What about Man United? <laughs> what was it? How close was it to happening, Barry? Come on, come on. Listen, nothing. I, I stayed at Rangers. There you go. I know that. Yeah. But how close were you to thinking? What no, about I, Man United? What no, about no, theatre no, of dreams? Had, I only had one thing in my mind. Was that it was at, to win trophies? Was it at that time you found it, or was it later on that you found it? Um, I think it was about a week or two after it. I right. found out. But it never affected me in terms of like clubs. Yep. You knew clubs were coming in and maybe sending their scout up to watch you or there was a bit of interest. But I never really, I, I just let my, my football do the talking. I never really... A bit like now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's one of the ones that it can affect you. It does affect players. When players are getting like um, a lot of transfer talk spoken about them, it, it can affect you. And the money um, in England now is so oh, huge, well, the disparity. I mean, in those days, Rangers But I can understand playing. why players would want to do it, but we're speaking about Edward, yep. Kent. Their time will come. They, they, they need to just get their head down. Are you, are, you switching, are you switching in conversation uh, I'm again? switching again. <laughs> yeah. yep, sure There's am. too much to talk about between now and seven anyway. Thanks for everyone who's calling in. We're going to another call in a moment or two, but first, Si, right, your player of the weekend. So Rob has definitely gone for Ross McCrory. Who are you going for? I'm going Jeremy Frimpong. Right. I think I've spoken right. on this yeah. show before I love him eh? I, and, I, and I want any young kid coming into a Celtic or Rangers team should use him as a prime example do you know what I love about him he doesn't come in and just play safe pass it five yards here and there he gets the boy he wants to be direct and what I love as well about him Paul is not every time he goes by his man mm. quite a lot of times he gets tackled but then the next time he gets it he's going at his fullback again ask any fullback would you rather play a guy that passes it five yards all the time or a guy that gets it and goes at you uh, and for me um, he's been a breath of fresh air for sale. To get him on a free transfer as well, I think he could he could go again. And he plays with a smile on his face. He's infectious. Yeah. I love infectious players, and and, and for certainly that is a great word. I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> I'm on fire tonight. This man. is night school. <laughs> the Go Radio Glasgow's on night school. We're, we're keeping the education going. So it looks to me that he just loves playing football. Bit, and yeah. When you actually watch him. His interviews as well when he's when he talks afterwards. I mean, yeah. he, that's infectious as well. You yeah. can write that one down as well. Yeah, I, I will do. I will do, Rob. But it just when you, it just looks to me, he loves playing football. That that he's he's living the dream. 
and he's going to just enjoy it and that's what I think all players young players coming through have got to have that same sort of attitude now and I think there's a real connection isn't there between him and Ross McCrory because there's another guy that's got a real smile on his face yeah. at the moment McCrory just because he's been set free he's been allowed to play football and, and he's absolutely loving it yeah, yeah but he's had a tough time Ross McCrory's never really worked out at Rangers he went down to Portsmouth I, I never seen him play with Portsmouth Sai so says he, he he was playing right back, back he struggled, struggled a wee bit uh-huh. so listen I think he's found the, the, the right club he's playing under a really good manager who's going to work with him and who, make him who better who loves him <laughs> yep, who, quite clearly no wonder because of the performances yeah. he's he's putting in but it's great to see because I think he could be again a future Scotland player there's no doubt in my yeah. mind yeah. Jeremy Frimpong though how would he do someone earlier on said how will he do against Ryan Kent yeah, well, I think he's played against him before at Hamden and done quite well. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if, uh, one thing you want Ryan Kent to be doing is going the other way. And Frimpong will definitely do that. You know, as I say, he's very direct. He's not one of these guys that'll look to play back. He'll be looking to take Kent the other way. And that's, again, you know, the times that Kent will get in behind him because it will happen. You know, that's why I would play El Hamed there. As I say, I think he's, mm-hmm. he's probably the quickest to the Celtic back three. I think he's best in 1v1 situations. And against Ryan Kent, you need to be. I need to get another mention to Greg Taylor as well because I think he gets a, a hard time. And I thought he played Martin Boyle superb. We've said it on here before. For me, he's not a left wing back; he's a left back. And I think when you give him a job to go and stop a Martin Boyle, I think he does it very well. Very rarely do you see a winger go and get the better of Greg Taylor. So I thought he was very good on on Sunday. Barry, what do you think? Seeing on Ryan Kent, know what I've I've like not just the quality shown on the ball. Know what he's doing the dirty side. He looks to me if he's when Rangers lose possession of the ball, he's sprinting back. He just looks that he's just got a, a different attitude to him. And that's why and he'll be linked with these big teams I, for because managers look for that now yeah, as well, don't they? I think that that brings the best out in players. See when they do the dirty side well, mm. their ability will come through, and that's what Ryan Kent's doing now. But what a fascinating head to head that oh. could be in the in the old firm game, eh? Yeah, uh, two, two, two from, best players from Pong against Kent. Brilliant. Wow. So player of the season, who would it be? So I, I know it's really early, but we talked to someone, uh, Greg the Caller said yeah. Ryan Kent. Who'd be your player of the season? So yeah, you would need to say Kent. Yeah, yeah. On performances, yeah. I would say Ryan Kent. I think he's been the standout player this um, this season and that's why teams like Leeds are, are interested. And like Bar- Barry says, I think top managers now are so, you know, being good on the ball is not enough. These mm. top managers want guys that can run up and down the pitch. They're extremely fit and they're team players and I think Ryan Kent is that. And what about Ryan Christie? Yeah, like Chris, yeah, again, yeah. he comes yeah. in for criticism, but for me, what I want for an attacking player at Celtic is a guy that's going to try and set up chances and, and get shots away on target, and, and Ryan Christie does it. I think he works better with Yeti, I've said that before. Mm. I think when it's him and Edward, they kind of get in each other's way. Uh, I don't think there's great link-up between the two of them, but I think when you've seen Sunday, him and, him and Yeti work really well together. Do you think there will be some bids for some of the Celtic players? We mentioned Rangers a moment ago. What, what about Celtic? I've seen the paper. Was it Ryan Christie yeah, to Burnley? Burnley. Yeah. Um, Speculation, but... I could see Ryan yep. Christie playing in there. You know, I think he's yeah. got the, the physicality now. Before, I thought that, that's probably what he lacked. Um, good on the ball. Ayer, AC Milan, for me, I would, if I was AC Milan, I think he's got a lot to work on, Christopher Ayer. If he's going to be a top centre back in terms of defending, you know, I think taking the ball out through the back, he's very good. But in terms of um, instinct, def- defensively, I think that's where he's slow working. start. I think if you're a Celtic yeah. fan, you're a bit worried that a couple of long balls over the top yeah. from Hibbs uh, yesterday caused them real issues. And, and that, that has been a, a recurring theme this season. Yes, they've added Shane Duffy, uh, but he was he was at fault and on one of those occasions. So I think there are there are defensive issues to sort out for Celtic. Glasgow's on. Yep, yeah, it's Go Radio. You can call in now in the football show. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Sai, you were going to say there? No, I agree I with that. Yeah, yeah that would be your worry. You know, it's that Celtic. Other than Duffy, for me, no enough of the players are defensive minded. You know, I think Julian and I are. 
they're, they're more interested in taking the ball than actually defending. And, and you know, Shane Duffy for me in the middle, I, I think he's better than a two. You know, when he's when he's left on his own, he doesn't get the chance to go and win headers. You know, there's not been many games that I've seen Shane Duffy going and winning headers for the for goal kicks. You know, he's quite often the spare man at the back. Um, and that would be a worry because I don't think he is the quickest on the turn no. and I think you've seen that for, for Nisbet on, on Sunday I, I just want to see my centre-halves defend defend, yeah. <laughs> defend first there's too much going on this. can a centre-half get the ball and, and, and pass out for the back yeah it's great it's a bonus but centre-halves have got to defend first and foremost for me and that's why Shane Duffy's there isn't it yeah but yep. he's he's a, a, a proper defender yep. that I would, I would call it he, he loves heading the ball and the physical side of it which Julian and, and I are when they've come up against a physical presence in Scotland, they've struggled at times. Let's go back in the lines. Kyle is on the line from Busby. Hi, Kyle. Good evening. Hi there. How you doing? What What's your point tonight? So I was just uh, going to ask Sai and Barry about who they think has been the best player so far since the start of the season in the Scottish Premiership. Okay. And uh, I was going to put my point across. I think it's been uh, Tavernier at the moment. Just the step up he's took this season with being captain as well, obviously getting goals, assists, and just like the points of the game yesterday, the way he was pressed, and just he looks a completely different player this season. He looks brilliant. Yep, Kyle, I've got to agree with you. I, I think he's he's been at a level with, with Ryan Kent. I think Ryan Kent just edges it for me. Um, but I see where you're coming um, from with, with Tav. I just think he's taking the responsibility now. He's 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 um, he's shown true. Leadership. He's a, for me. He's a great attacking uh, fullback defensively. That's something that you would probably put against him. But I think he is getting better at that. But it's clear that he's um, he's got that bit between his teeth this season. I do think he's been a, a top performer. And as I said, he's taking the responsibility even with the penalties. Step him up. Um, but no, he's he's shown that. He's a proper leader in that dressing room. And he's come back from some difficult moments, some high-profile problems last season. There were yeah. two in one game in, in Europe and, and the magnifying glass was put over those and, and he was given a lot of criticism. So it becomes a test of character at that point, how you react to all that, that sort of high-profile criticism. But he's come back, he's got six goals in his last six games, He scored 52 times for Rangers and he's a right back in five years at the club. Uh, and I think his leadership qualities are side coming through uh, as well. He's a big player and he's one who you wouldn't be surprised to hear if he was attracting interest from clubs down south as well. Definitely. I think when you look at guys like Kyle Walker, they kind of defend. You know, so... As Barry said off air, if, if Tavernier could defend, he'd, he wouldn't be, be, be at Rangers. You know, he'd be playing for a top club because going forward, he's, I mean, for me, he's Rangers' best crosser of the ball, for right back. You know, he's the one guy that I think who can create a chance for Rangers, it's Tavernier. His delivery is so good. And as I say, he doesn't need to be on the byline. I'm talking for 30, 35 yards. He can, he can bend that ball in behind the back four. And I think Morelos and Itton um, will really relish playing with Tavernier. Um, for me, yeah, he's probably been Rangers' second best player behind Kent. And what I like about him as well is Barry says he receives a lot of stick, but he's still the first to grab a ball, take a free kick when Doesn't the crowd's on his back. Yep, yep. He's he the first to grab a ball to take yep. a corner kick. You know, it'd be easy mm-hmm. to go and fling the ball to somebody else and say, "Here, go and you do that." But it deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah. It would be easy to go away and hide in the corner, um, but he's not one. He's he's never done that. He's all, when he's had a difficult period, he's always one that stood at the front and, and took it. And for me. He deserves a, a, a pat in the back for that. But it's good to see that he's shown real leadership qualities this season. I, I think I've always liked him as a, a footballer. He's a, a very good footballer. Um, 
But he deserves he deserves all the praise he's getting because he's been through a couple of tough times. He's also still getting labelled with a captain that's no won a trophy. Mm-hmm. But if he keeps performing and Rangers keep performing at this level, there's a real good chance they'll get one this season. Kyle, how much are you missing going to Ibrox? Oh, it's, it's rubbish. Just it's not the same watching it as no. being there, is it? Especially with the start that Rangers have had, but let's hope uh, you're back soon. I mean, everyone is because it's such a tough time uh, with COVID, working from home or whatever, and people worried about everything. Uh, but stay safe, wash the hands, stay distant, and uh, keep tuning in five till seven. I will do. Thank you very much for having me on. Thanks, Cheers, Kyle. Cheers, Kyle. Good. Such a big thing, though, isn't it? The football. It's good to talk about it, but uh, and we need it. Just can't wait to get back live to the matches. No, I, don't, I mean that's. I keep saying, we need we need the fans and we need to come to some sort of solution to get at least, I don't know, maybe even at thirty forty percent attendance in, inside the stadiums. You can hear that Kyle's just saying he's he's down in the dumps because he can't get to watch his team. It's not the same watching it on TV. Let's be honest with you. Proper fans want to get inside the stadiums and and support their teams. What about some of the other matches at the weekend? A good win for Kilmarnock at St Mirren, but Sai, you, you start to worry then about the Saints. Yeah, I think that's is it six on the bounce they've lost. I know Jim Goodwin was saying that he's missing a lot of players, but to lose six on the bounce is um, is tough times. And they uh, go next to high flying Aberdeen yeah. on Friday night as well. And the thing is, they're not scoring goals at all. They didn't even look like scoring goals. You know, I watched the highlights at the weekend. And Kilmarnock, for me, who won't be a top six side this year, who will finish seventh or eighth, look a lot better than than St. Man for me. You know, when you look through the squad and the players that they've got. Uh, and I, I'm starting to kind of to, to worry for St. Man. You know, I think they've brought the. I thought they signed well in the summer in terms of defensively, but I don't know if they've maybe went too defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you look at the highlights, as I say, there's not a lot of chan- chances created. And if, you, if you're not scoring goals, then inevitably you will struggle. But just look at that league table. I mean, you've mentioned it already, Paul. Yeah. Uh, one point between the bottom five. So, yeah. so uh, nobody's been stranded yet at the, at the foot of the table. So, yeah. there's, so there's no cause for panic. Uh, I mean, Jim Goodwin obviously want, wants to improve, but the, there is time on his side. Hamilton doing a Hamilton at the weekend, you know, getting a goal one-one against Dundee United. Barry, would they be would they be satisfied with that? Yeah, I think he, he'd be happy enough. Hamilton do what Hamilton do. Everybody always goes against them, and year on year they always they always survive. Um, probably the lowest, I would say, the lowest budget in the league, yeah. and they rely heavily on the the youth system and they keep producing and they keep throwing out these young players every single year um, well done Hakeem Adolphin as well we've yeah, had, we, had, we, had, we, had, we had him on the show after yeah. he scored his first goal and I think we jokingly said to him you know what sort of goals target are you setting for the season because he's the defender obviously yeah. well he's scored a couple since so mm. what, what a great acquisition he's been and I think that's maybe what Hamilton have got over St Man. you know I think Dundee United dominated the game but Hamilton can always seem to grind out a draw you know they didn't get beat Whereas St Mirren, for me at home, I mean, I think St, St Mirren have scored, what, five goals this year? Which is, which so far mm. is, is no great. And they've not, and yet, as Rob says, they're playing, they're playing Aberdeen next. Uh, my big worry would be St Johnston. I know. Yeah. I don't yeah. think St Johnston have got an identity under um, Callum Davidson. You know, under Tommy Wright, maybe they were a bit long ball, but the team knew what they were doing. I read just an interview. half and half with uh, me just now. I read Callum done an interview during the week um, and he said that there's, they're stretched in terms of money, budget. He would love to bring in two or three players, but it's like every club just now, COVID 19 has affected the, the finances at all clubs. But I think Callum 
will be a, a bit worried they have got some good players but they don't have a goal scorer yeah. they don't that, that's the problem so, so when a team like Livingston scores one goal and they scored two in quick time at the mm-hmm. weekend but even a team that scores one goal against St Johnston at the moment are feeling pretty confident they've got the points in the bag yep. Yep. Yeah. but they've got like, they've got me up front who I, I think can produce yeah. goals um, they've got is it Callum Henry who I like yeah. I like him uh, I don't know if he's a natural goal scorer but I think Callum will be a bit concerned that they're, they're no scoring goals and that they're conceding a few goals as well, which will be I'll be worrying for them. Fancy some more of this? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Huh? Right, don't yeah, go let's away. Do it. Let's yep. do it. We're back in a moment. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, and Rob McLean, the voice of football. He's been commentating. It must have been since you were a boy, Barry. Can you ever remember a time when this man wasn't on the radio or TV? Yeah, he's not aged. I don't Cheers, know what Bob. he's up to. Uh, what's your beauty regime? Up to uh, orga- organic yeah. red wine <laughs> supplied by you usually. I know. I was watching that BBC Scotland program, and I don't even know you were the commentator at the Brazil game. Was I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually the the first game of the World Cup '98. Iconic. Yeah. And I've been yeah. crying ever since because we haven't got back. I know. How was that? So brilliant. Oh, fantastic experience. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Those were the days. Those were the days we thought that it happened every couple of years yeah. that Scotland qualified for major finals, I and mean, it was such a happy habit at that stage. I mean, but Craig Brown used to get pelters. Yeah, some amount of abuse. We'd, 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 we'd happily have him back now, oh, wouldn't we? Look, he was in, in his time. I know. I mean, we we complained about the quality of football, Barry, but we qualified for finals. Yeah, you they, they, played a certain, yeah. they played so, a certain way. Yeah, the Scotland team it maybe wasn't great at watching the eye, but they knew how to get results. And we would take it all day, in, all day long now. Amazing to just when I was watching that, that must have been amazing to be there. Eh? Oh, it was wonderful, unbelievable. Yeah, Were you there as well, Paul. I was. Right? I was doing it on the radio. Yeah, that was just a day I'll never forget. Yeah, it was amazing. I, June I just, I just, I just yeah. yeah, June '98. I just remember sitting in the Stade yeah. de France and you know, getting there in plenty of time, which wasn't like me uh, before before <laughs> the before the broadcast, and looking yeah. around and just soaking up the atmosphere yeah. and thinking, wow. Does this get? Does it get any better than yeah. this? And then, of course, during the match, you look up at the scoreboard at one point, and it was Scotland won, Brazil yeah. won after John Collins scored the penalty, yeah. and you thought, "Wow, are we on the brink here of a massive result?" Yeah, I, do you know what I loved about the, that Scotland team? The camera pans, and it's just the confidence of the players. John Collins winks at the camera, yeah. I, Wonderful. just so yeah. relaxed and confident that going to take. Did he show his six pack as well? I wish he did because I heard it's magnificent. <laughs> Listen, maybe we'll be back soon and of course we'll talk next week about Scotland against Israel. Yeah, that's right. There's a squad being named tomorrow for the yeah. for the for the Scotland Israel playoff game and then we were just um, I mean it's it's that, it's that time the season is crazy, isn't it? We've got the the Scottish Cup semi-finals being uh, dates being put on those and of course finding out that if Scotland do beat Israel Barry they're, they're playing again four, four days later hopefully in the final against Norway or Serbia a, a ticket to Euro 20 or 21 or whatever it's called these days Yep and I think they will beat Israel that's how confident they are wow. yeah. I still believe that we're yeah I, I've got to be a, I, I still look at the squad I know we've not been great to watch at times struggled a couple of times as well but I look at the, the squad he's got we've got real good players mm-hmm. so I fancy us to beat Israel. You heard Kenny Zoglish on the programme last week saying that we, you know, we beat the Czech Republic 2-1 I know it wasn't their first team everyone knows that mm-hmm. but it's the Czech Republic and we won 2-1 and he was saying give Scotland a bit of a break it's tough he only has them together for four or five days and you're trying to put a season's worth into just a, you know, a, a few hours really with players it's not easy the international season. Yeah it must be hard for the manager and when you're t- I, mean, I knew myself when I played international you turned up and a, a lot of the squad didn't train together until two days before the actual game people turning up with calf strains or, or slight injuries um, so it's a difficult job being an international but manager but see when it's like that Barry how important is it then just to have a settled 11 
See if you've not got loads of time to work with them mm-hmm. They seem to be chopping and changing all the time I couldn't tell you Scotland's starting 11 I, I still think Stevie Clark's working with that kind of system What way to go and how to get the best players Because for me you need to play your best 11 It also depends on who's available Doesn't it yep. Because there's you get call-offs I mean You've got games. Does Ryan Fraser come back in Because he's now playing Playing with Newcastle Does Lee Griffiths, Griffiths Come into yeah. the squad Because he was back on the bench For Celtic at the weekend Or are we happy with Lyndon Dykes That's probably one position In the team You've That we are really, I mean he's got to play he, he, But but would you possibly Play Griffiths as well Yeah I mm. mean if Griffiths is fit You need to play him Good to see him on the bench anyway player. Yeah Good definitely Good to see him in the next week or two Yeah, And, and also guys like Ryan Fraser Lee Griffiths You're talking about John McGinn setting up too. And yeah. I would love to see Scott and be more adventurous yeah. these guys uh, understand Steve Clark's defensive manager but I think we've got now got the players that we can go and take uh, games to teams I'd love to see us go and attacking teams because I think we've got the players to do it No I've got to agree with you. I, I like Dykes but I've got to be honest with you yeah, I, thought, yeah. I, I thought he was excellent I've got to be honest Did you with think you. he might have gone to Rangers? Yeah I was disappointed yeah. that, that that didn't happen um, for some um, reason I, I don't know you would need to ask the yeah. manager that but he's yeah. he's got a great move down to uh, QPR and he's doing well down there as well. Yeah. I, I was just really impressed. I, I just loved his attitude. Mm. I, I liked his attitude. Did you play him ahead of Griffiths then? Yeah, well, Lee's not had any you, you, can't, you can't leave Dykes out. Whatever you do with your attacking formation, you, you can't possibly leave Dykes out. I wouldn't have thought so. It's exciting. Dykes and Griffiths. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah, be honest with you. Yeah, but the only yeah. problem with Lee is he's not had a lot of football, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And like I say, I just think sometimes when it's Dykes, it's just easy to go. To go quite direct mm-hmm. Whereas I think we've got players As I said McGinn's your mm-hmm. Armstrong That mm-hmm. we can pass the ball about um, But no Like you say If you've got a striker Which Scotland didn't always have Who's who's in good form Then he, he needs to play So it was a good weekend For the old firm Rangers winning And then a couple of hours later Celtic winning And there was a lot said About, about the manager Was talking about Scott Brown I know people have been Questioning him And you know Sometimes he takes a little bit To get going He needs the games and But I thought he was imperious today you know, people say they think his legs haven't gone. You know, we've got all the the data and we see him every day, and that really sort of maybe kickstart his season. But you know, he's so important to us. He's the fulcrum of the team, on and off the field. But his performance today was magnificent. When you go over thirty, if you have a bad game, your legs have gone. Have you? Run, <laughs> that, that's have you, what everybody always says. I, I yeah. had it when I go over thirty. As soon as you have a bad game or an off game, all oh, his legs have gone. It's nonsense. I mean, were you the fulcrum of Rangers when you were playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just you know what that means. Ah, of course. Yeah, come I on. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I swear. What does it mean? <laughs> it, mean it means it means you're you're the centre. You're pivotal. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, he's important. But he's important. Look, all the stats and all the data they get. And as I said, that so I'll tell you. What's the sports science like in football now? Oh, the recovery. Barry, these did it guys. affect you? Though? See people saying that. Oh, he's over no, thirty. Made me even why. more hungrier. Good. Yeah. I used Good. it in a positive yeah. way. Yeah. But can I just say to you and Scott yeah. Brown, if I'm playing against Celtic tomorrow, I'm hoping Scott Brown's not playing. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. And I, I think if you ask any opposition midfielder in Scotland, would you rather play Celtic with or without Scott Brown? They would say that they'd rather Scott Brown wasn't playing. So is that is that why Neil Lennon constantly plays him then? For that very reason that it's it's almost a mental, a psychological weapon. Definitely. See when you play Celtic, like see when I've known Scott Brown since I was young and see trying to get a laugh him on the pitch even when they're five up he'll not take you on No, he's so in the zone I've never seen a player Barry was probably similar at Rangers he's just yeah. for every game he is in the zone winning is all that matters to Scott Brown and, and he will have bad games because I've said it before technically Bruni's not the best player in the world but what he does have is such a strong mentality and that is so important to be, for a team like Celtic to have someone like that in their 11 every week It's like Steve Davis at, at Rangers Yep, yeah. he, He's been excellent He's 34 going on 35 um, Look they, you're going to lose a wee bit As you get older yeah. But they look after themselves they, they, You know the way they 
they, they go about things now. Um, but Scott Brown's so important to Celtic. If you take him out there, where's the, where's the real leader? Yeah. Uh, tell me who's the, the leader in Celtic. You would say Duffy, wouldn't you? Duffy could be a leader, but it's still early days for him. For me, Scott Brown's yeah. Celtic's most important oh. player. And even when you're not playing well. And you're, yeah. you're a leader in the team You're cajoling everybody round about You're making sure everybody's doing their job It's not about how you're playing at times You may, If you're not having a good game You need to make sure whoever's round about you Is having a, a decent game But this it's easy And it's the, the most simplest thing Everybody goes on When they get older Their legs have gone Which I think is just total nonsense Barry, it's yellow tie next week then You're Jim White in the transfer deadline day mm. Two strong squads then Rangers and Celtic but there might be some activity over the next... I still week. think you'll see Celtic and Rangers bringing in one mm. or two players. Uh, you've seen yep. both managers um, lately with their interviews. They're keen on adding still to the squad. Yeah, Daniel Johnson is a name that's still yeah. in the air for Rangers, isn't it? Yep, it is. Um, and he's a good player. Um, so I could see that maybe happening. You've seen Neil Lennon with his interview. He got asked about would he be want to bring. He's still keen to bring At least one. other players in as well. So I think you'll see a bit of activity. But and can you have too many players? You know, you've, you're Aye. signing these guys, and if they're signing. Look at Turnbull. I mean, for five games he's sat on the bench. Mm-hmm. You know how many people are going to want to come to Celtic and Rangers and sit on the bench every week? So what about Turnbull? Tough. I was about to ask you, what about David Turnbull? Oh, sensational! Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, you know, everything I want for a centre midfielder. I think outside of Celtic and Rangers, he was the one player in Scotland that you thought could go high. You know, really, really push, push on in his career. Uh, and I think it's a great signing for Celtic. You might not play every week this season, but I think you know, Bruni getting older, as we've said, David Turnbull could be the, the Celtic centre midfielder for the next ten years. I think some. Substitutes are really are much more important mm-hmm. this season as well because I mean there's so many fixtures. It's going to oh. get it's going to turn into complete madness, isn't it? In terms of fixtures in the in the coming months, so you need a big squad. You, you know, in terms of subs that you can actually use now. It's not just guys that are kicking around on the touchline. You can put on five in one game. So so that aspect of the game becomes all the more important. No, I think you're bang on with the amount of games that are involved. It's it's going to happen. Players are going to pick up suspensions and injuries. So that's hence the fact you need a bigger squad Barry can I put you on the spot who's your player of the weekend I've got to go with, with Tav um, yep. just for the simple fact and he, he's shown proper leaders, uh, leadership qualities and he's playing at the top of his game so that's that's my my guy for um, player of the, the would, weekend would yep. you bring in a replacement not a replacement but a right back would you Would you sign a right back of your Rangers no I, I've seen a, a bit of with Nathan Patterson, obviously the manager fancies him because he wouldn't have been in the squad. Um, and I think it's important still that you've got that identity that you're bringing through somebody for the, the kind of youth end. Um, I would like to see him getting a, a, a chance, but it's going to be hard because Tav's obviously the number number one right back. But that, Nathan Patterson looks a player to me. You see how much he runs up and down the pitch, Tavernier? Mm. You know, mm. he's defending and he's attacking. Energy level. 40 levels. games a season It's hard to do isn't it Rob I think we could get you To call him Tavernier By the time the season's finished Why did I call him Tav Taver- No you call him Tavernier oh, But it's it? fine but, well, no, Just Taver- call him Tav I'll just call him Tav, uh, me quick, Tav. quick question Is Biton uh, an unsung hero Definitely You know I played against Near Biton Right good football player uh, I think the three at the back Just suits him to a tee you know, he's got so much time on the ball and very rarely gives the ball away near Beton. You know, he comes and doesn't make a fuss. Mm. No, he's one of these guys that he can go eight weeks without playing near Beton. You can put him in it and he strolls it. So would you uh, keep him there rather than Julian? I would go with certain different different games. I would, you know, if, if, if it's a Rangers away, you're playing you're playing Julian. But at Celtic Park against your, your lesser teams, Beton plays for me. Barry, you'll not be on. Well, you'll be on on Wednesday, so you can talk about Rangers and Celtic then. Sai, you'll be back Friday night. Can't but wait. We still have Rangers and Celtic in Europe. 
Well, you, yes, you, you've yes, said already. Well. Yeah, definitely. Sensationally, you said earlier in the programme tonight. Semi-finals, both of them. There you go. Play each other in the semis. No, no, no. He, he says quarter-final Rangers. Semi-final. Celtic. I never said that. Semi-finals for the both. There you go. Can you There's believe a quote that, of the night. I look forward to it. Can you believe that's two hours already, Barry? Yep. Brilliant. Brilliant. I just, it's a long time not to see you again. I know. Oh, no, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Of course, in the Open Goal podcast where we heard tonight that. You want to come as well? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't make a day. I'd love to. <laughs> Definitely come. You're more than welcome. I think Rob's on air tomorrow night. So thanks to everyone who joined us tonight. Thank you so much, James, putting it together. So Rob back tomorrow night with Crags, Crags and with Sally. Barry Ferguson back on Wednesday, Sai back on Friday night and looking forward to to good luck to everyone in Europe on Thursday. That's it from me, Paul Cooney. Thanks so much for listening and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night at five. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go!